As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Grown Up Stuff. Grown Up Stuff. Charge here. That's what the rules are. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 182. Jamie, is that correct? Yes, that is right. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. I'm David Brody from Elmstrand in the Morning Show. This is Jamie from Light FM. Hi, Jamie. Hello, long time no talk. Yeah, so <laughs> it's just been uh, pointed out to me that we haven't done an episode of Walkers and Talkers since Fear started and since World Beyond started. We talked about them, but we haven't done an official recap of them yeah so because we're both working from home it's a lot more difficult to get our schedules together plus there's a delay so it takes a long time to edit everything whereas we're in the studio together it's all live and we just we just post it yeah so forgive me uh, but this is the world we live in at the moment it's not a zombie apocalypse (laughs) but it's it's almost as annoying (laughs) so we uh we're going to give you some uh, some news of what's going on in the Walking Dead universe, and then we'll talk about the, I guess it's eight episodes now of Fear the Walking Dead and World Beyond, and I will confess I have not seen World Beyond episode four yet, and I'll explain why when we get to that point. Okay. Are you all caught up, Jamie? I did catch up, and uh, I have my thoughts on that episode. Okay, but... <laughs> very good. Okay. Let's talk about why The Walking Dead is canceled. In a recent interview, well, not canceled, but ending. Scott Gimple very casually said, yeah, we had a conversation with the network. They called us, and uh, it's ending because of them. Oh, wow. So that tells me it's a cost of the episodes. It's a cost of production. And probably they took a hit on the pandemic So because uh, they're paying the actors, and they aren't working. Uh, Some oh, of them, yeah, I'm sure, true. have contracts. And uh, we talked about other reasons, right, about uh, contract extensions. Oh, and yes. Why they made it all season 11. Yes. But he wanted to make it clear uh, it's not because of me, so that's why. Makes sense. <laughs> Make, I guess. And now we had some breaking news just yesterday when we were taping this podcast. And the first thing I thought of was, oh, Jamie's going to be giddy. <laughs> oh, I am. I am so giddy. So the one good thing out of this is we talked about the six episodes we're going to see, the bonus episodes early in 2021. And everyone's been clamoring for a Negan backstory episode. Yes. Right? Like the Here's Negan comic book that you, you bought and let me borrow. I did. <laughs> which would involve having a flashback and showing Negan's wife. Yes, it So, would. Jamie, 
What's the big news? So, in the flashback episode, Negan's wife will be played by his real wife, Hillary Burton Morgan. And I was freaking out this morning. I saw her tweet. I retweeted. I wrote her. I am so pumped. She said, I love working with at JDM Morgan. I love watching him become Negan and take on that swagger. I love the Walking Dead family. They've been a part of our family for ages. I'm so grateful for their kindness. XOXO, hashtag, here's Lucille. Very nice. So now, I was I was screaming. I was like, "This is awesome!" <laughs> did she write you back and uh, invite you for lunch? No, unfortunately, I know where they live in Rhinebeck. I could be a creep. And oh my God! Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! That's Rhinebeck, New York, right? Yes, actually, I don't know where. I just know that's their town. I don't know. And where it's it. not that big of a town. You could knock on every. Door I could probably find it, but I, I'm not right. going to look for it. <laughs> well, speaking of writing you back, I have a new friend, and our podcast has a new friend. Oh. Her name her name is Kirsten Acuna. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Kirsten. Kirsten writes for The Insider, which is a great website where we get a lot of our information from. And I follow her on Twitter. And so I tweeted, there was a, a slight, we'll just call it a, a slight error, a little typo, a little uh, misdirection unintentionally in one of her columns. And I tweeted her and I said, oh. hey, just want to let you know, you said blank, but I think you meant blank. Because okay. I'm trying to be helpful. Yeah. And she wrote back, Oh my God, I'm a fan of the Elvis Duran Morning Show. I didn't know that you did a podcast because she thanked me. She's like, oh my. So I said, we do a podcast. I didn't know you did a podcast. That's tremendous. And so we are now pen pals. Oh, look at that. We have exchanged email addresses. That's uh, K I R S T E N A C U N A on your social media. Okay. And so now she's feeding me little bits of information. You have an insider? I have an insider (laughs) at the insider. Wow. That's right. That's right. So uh, we talked about an interview she did, which at the time she told me was breaking news, but now it's a, it's a, oh, about a week old. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you that in, in a minute. Okay. But we were, we were re, recounting to each other our thoughts on Fear Episode 3, which was the uh, Dwight Althea episode and the rats. Oh, the rats, yeah. And she said she had one problem with the episode. And I said, oh, that's something on our show we call bullshit. We, we call bullshit <laughs> on things. Yeah. And she said, well... Uh, what are you calling bullshit on? And we'll get more into it, but I said I'm calling bullshit. Uh, you know what? I'm going to wait. I'm going to okay. wait. Okay. She called bullshit on something, and when we get up to that episode, I'll tell you what she called bullshit on. But now she's in on the bullshit club, so oh, that's good. That's the best club. Yeah. <laughs> we do it uh, for the people. She was excited that in the, um, I think it was the preview for episode three of World Beyond, uh, not the preview, at the end, the bonus scene, I'm assuming you guys all saw it and waited for it. But when episode two of World Beyond ended, there was a bonus scene. Or was it the... Maybe the end of episode three. Whatever the case, you guys know what it is. It was the scene where they're testing uh, a doctor. Where they oh, yes. right? She said that extra scene of the CRM was tacked on at the last minute and not part of the original screener they sent out to the media. Ooh, interesting. She said that was supposed to be part of the teaser for episode five and that was going to be the opening of episode five or part of episode five but the reviews for the world beyond episode three was so bad that they put that on the episode to give it more juice so people would talk about that as opposed to the episode Uh (laughs) so there's a little something 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 that is a little something something she interviewed christine evangelista or evangelista and you're saying who's that she is sherry and sherry learned that uh, and you can read this whole interview on insider.com. Sherry learned last winter 
that she was joining the cast of Fear the Walking Dead. At one point, she was going to go back to The Walking Dead, but she was on a TV show called The Arrangement, and she wasn't able to return to The Walking Dead. So it's possible she was going to leave or, or stay on The Walking Dead and maybe meet Dwight and leave together, mm-hmm. but she couldn't return. Oh, man, okay. She says it was probably a hallucination in Fear, episode uh, season five finale, where Dwight thought he heard a voice on the radio. She thinks it still may have been a hallucination. Really? Yes. That's interesting. She also said she's probably suffering from PTSD because of the abuse she suffered at she suffered at the hands of Negan. Oh and yeah. And she never got closure the way Dwight did because he was part of the war that took Negan down. That's so true. So as far as she knows, at the, you know, until I'm sure now she knows, but up until recently she probably thought Negan was still in power. Her bad guy was still out there. Yeah, I would have thought the same thing if I were her. Yeah, she has no clue. What's yeah. happening? So in the interview, let me see if I can get some of the uh, the highlights of the interview. And you please go read it. She said, in an effort to keep her return a bit more secret to Fear the Walking Dead, she was taken to a set separately and hidden under umbrellas. She didn't even hang out with her co-star, uh, Austin Emilio, until they were filming their actual scenes together. Though we see her for the first time on Sunday's episode, Evangelista voiced her character on the season five finale. Okay, we talked about that. She refers to her character as Sherry 2.0. <laughs> Because she's much different than she was when she was under Negan's thumb. She's trying to be more assertive and strong and tough, and she's on a mission. She's trying to find her way back to who she was when she was with Dwight. That's a, a theme you'll see throughout the season. They shot the scene in the um, in the alleyway early last year. So we're talking oh, wow. about well over a year ago, more than a year and a half ago. Man. Shooting that scene, I didn't see Austin before we started really filming. So it wasn't like we hung out. They were actually keeping my character really kind of secret, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. I didn't see Austin until we were rolling. That's so un- crazy. Until they were in the in the uh, the alleyway, they hadn't really seen each other. I cried. Did you? <laughs> I did. I don't have the music. I got to get the music. Right. <laughs> I need so the music. But I'm just, I'll admit it right now. I cried. It was so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, so Aust- happy for them. <laughs> Austin Emilio says, "I don't even want to spoil it for you. I don't know. You've got to keep watching what's going on. Things start happening with Austin." Because of her, some things that are good, some things that are bad. So a couple of articles I read have talked about how their relationship is not going to be perfect. Because she's got PTSD, as she calls it. He's been searching for her, and now she has to live up to the dream he's been having about her. For however long it's been, a year or more. However long it's been. (laughs) The thing about the interview, talking about how secretive and hiding under umbrellas, and she couldn't tell anyone... I don't want to, I'm sure she's not listening to this podcast, (laughs) but here's what I'm going to say. Okay. I don't think anyone really cares about Sherry. Like, it's nice they got back together. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I am glad she's back on. I'm glad they're back together, but it wasn't something that blew me away so much that, like, that was my focus of the show. I get she she freed Daryl. I get that. She did a good thing, right? But she also stole his motorcycle, Right. Yes. When, when, right, when they met in the woods the first time. Oh, yeah, she was bad. She was a part-time character. It wasn't like you fell in love with her. She's fine. But all this secrecy and sneaking her in and out of, of filming. And then they released a picture of the two of them on set together. <laughs> as a teaser. I'm calling bad publicity, uh, desperate for publicity bullshit. <laughs> desperate for pu- about right. Yes, desperate for publicity bullshit. Because you're like, oh, it was a big secret. Listen, it wasn't like you were bringing Morgan back to The Walking Dead. That it wasn't would be like huge. you were bringing Andrew Lincoln back. Yeah, it was top secret. Yeah, that's like you know, like if Heath came back, 
I mean, listen. Oh my God, where is he? Yeah. Well, he's at the CRM. <laughs> we know that, but who, yeah, right. But who? Well, who cares? Like, it'll be nice if he. Go, oh, Heath's back. He's a good actor. But Heath wasn't someone you're like. Oh my God, Heath is back. Most likely, if you know, if anything, we're going to see Heath being experimented on. Like that's how we'll bring him back. Like we'll just see him dead. Like that'll be closure. It'll be like Morales. We'll we'll be like, well, there he is. Right, bring back Morales. Oh look, he's dead. (laughs) Yeah, he's dead. It wasn't. uh, It wasn't like earth shattering that Morales was back. It was like, oh, oh, that's cool. They got Morales back, which was a stretch to begin with. It was a stretch. And then Daryl killed him. Uh, Spoiler: Daryl killed Morales. Yeah, he's dead. So I'm sorry, Christine Evangelista. (laughs) I'd love to get an ID from her. I'd play it. I'm sure she's a nice woman, good actress, but isn't that earth shattering? I agree. Like people want Madison back on the show, they don't really care about Sherry. Now, if you're a big <laughs> Sherry fan, if you've got a Sherry tattoo and a Sherry T-shirt, <laughs> and you cosplay Sherry, I, oh I'm my so, God. I apologize. I apologize, really. But come on, Sherry, come on. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, uh, Jamie. Okay. What do you got for me? So, showrunner Angela King told Insider that... Ah, they, Insider! Where oh, my friend Kirsten Akuna works. Yes. So, you know the masked man that was with Maggie? And we're all wondering, like, who is this guy? Yes, there were people she, that thought he was Mercer from uh, Commonwealth. Yes, and she confirmed it's not Mercer, that actually Mercer hasn't even been cast yet. And this is what she said. She goes, Wait a minute, she said Mercer wasn't cast yet, or this masked character? She said it's not Mercer, that Mercer on the show has not even been cast yet. Oh, Okay. Yeah, but she, this is what she did say about the masked uh, character with Maggie. She goes, I'll say that we will learn more about this character and kind of who they are and what Maggie has been through more recently. That's going to be a big part of the story in the six episodes to come, but also season 11 as a whole to come. So I guess we'll learn a lot more about this guy because I'm, I'm curious. Okay. All right, good. So it's not the Mercer character, which means there still will be a Mercer character. Yeah, so, so it good. sounds like there still will be a Mercer character, but just not this guy with Maggie. That's not him. Speaking of the Commonwealth, there is uh, internet chatter that The Walking Dead is setting up for an Avengers-style war. And that means the Settlers, Virginia's group, because she's been talking about putting together an army and having yes. Strand in charge of that. And the Commonwealth, which we know is about 50,000 people, and we know they have an army, of soldiers, because we saw them in the Walking Dead finale, the Stormtrooper-looking people. The Stormtroopers, yeah. Right? And the CRM clearly has an army. They're 200,000 people. And so people are wondering if Virginia's group will hook up somehow with Commonwealth to battle the CRM. Wow. How about that? How about that? Maybe in the movies, you know, or maybe in the big Walking Dead finale or something. That would be wild. Because they're teasing how they all have an army. And don't forget, as far as the settlers go, um, Maggie, when we saw her, she's kind of dressed like a settler with the cowboy hat looking thing, right? Oh, yeah. And then, For, yeah, she remember is. Remember when Michonne uh, left to go find Rick and she joined that group? Those mm-hmm. people she found were also kind of dressed like settlers and cowboy hats and stuff. Interesting. And that was on the East Coast. So it wasn't like she was in Oklahoma or Texas. Yes, no, where she, fear yeah, takes you're right. Place. Yeah. So there might maybe Virginia's army, eventually, whoever's in charge of it, builds it up into a real size army that can eventually take on or join with Commonwealth or fight Commonwealth and fight the CRM. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Another crossover possibility. Georgie, who uh, uh, left, Maggie left to go join with Georgie. Remember the glasses? Yeah. We thought she was part of the Commonwealth because she looks like Pam from the Commonwealth from the Commonwealth. Yeah. 
But some people are saying now she's not in the Commonwealth. What? However, the episode she was on, if you remember, she goes around looking for people to help and gives them what? A manual called The Key to Progress. Yes. And the episode she was on is The Key, right? Oh. And what does Ginny give people? A Keys. Key. Oh, <laughs> oh, freaky. Oh, oh. <laughs> Here's another one for you. Some people think Althea, or Al, who collects driver's licenses from around the country, might somehow be related to Aaron or Eric from The Walking Dead who collect license plates from around what? the country. Oh, God. I don't know. That's That would be a stretch, but that would be cool. Now, people thought it was Aaron, but then I read somewhere else someone said, well, it could be Eric because Aaron and Eric collected them together. Oh, yeah, that could be. That could be. It could be Eric's sister or something. Already right, but I think that's too convenient making... Uh, well, either way, so Althea, who's a lesbian, happens to have a gay brother. I mean, it could happen. Uh, it could happen. Of course it could happen. But <laughs> it could be just coincidence because they're bored in the apocalypse and they have nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to file that under... Eh, give me coincidence. There's a guy named Dustin Rolls who writes for uh, uprocks.com. U-P-R-O-X-X. And the title of the article he wrote was, World Beyond is two shows. One of them is good. Oh, that's what he said? Yeah. So if you watch World Beyond, which I'm assuming some of you do, there's a show about the CRM, right? Yes. Whenever they're on, it's dark and mysterious, and people are dying or being dragged off. The other part of of World Beyond is a CW show. (laughs) Episode, was it episode three where they're walking through the bog? Oh my God. Um, right? The, the, the tire fire. The tire fires. Uh, yeah, I think it was episode three. It started off with like voiceover. It was like a typical teen angst show. It was just us walking through the woods, you know, uh, trying to find ourselves. I have to say that narrator, like over the beginning of the show for the first five minutes, drove me crazy. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> look, nothing against teen dramas. But then be honest with us. It's a teen drama. It's not a Walking Dead show. That's what they do in Twilight, the movie. They, like, narrate a character, narrates they're doing Yeah, if, listen, if you want to make it like um, uh, Riverdale, that's fine. Just call it, just call it uh, Walking Dead Riverdale. <laughs> or the World Beyond Riverdale. Yeah. It's just, for me, it's overly trying to be a 14-year-old show. And I, I'm, I'm going to give you a little, little secret here, Jamie. I don't know if yes. you know, I'm, I'm really disgusted. I'm not 14. I, I, I know, either am I. That doesn't mean if you like World Beyond, you're not. It doesn't yeah. mean if, if you're not 14. Listen, you, if you're listening to this uh, and you like it, that's fine. You don't have to be 14. There are parts of it I like. Uh, we'll, we'll break that down further. Yes. I, just, I just, the article just um, caught my attention because it, I do think of it as two shows. And... Uh, he actually references Riverdale in the article. And I thought, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're dead on there. You're dead on. In fact, I haven't watched episode four yet, but there's a new character. And uh, supposedly, he's dark and mysterious. They meet him when they go over the bridge. I haven't watched the episode yet. But apparently, when they, they don't go over the bridge, but when they cross the river. And he's going to be a guy on the show for a few episodes. Oh, so yes, I, saw I, the headline. I saw the headline. I'm like, oh, new guy on the show. Could be a bad guy. Could be mysterious. Could be dark or something like that. I looked up. I looked at the picture in the article. Again, he's like fifteen. 17. He's a teenager. Is there nobody on the show who's thirty who wants to kill them? 
Felix. That's about it. Are the only people? Yeah, are the only people on the show? Uh, are the only people that survived in the um, out west? The teenagers, mostly. <laughs> it looks like it. All right, that's fine. All right, go on with your bit, which you're not so good self. Okay, so we were asked maybe will we see Beta again? Maybe either. Hey, Jamie, nice segue. What? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Hi, right, Jamie. What? <laughs> what else have you learned the, the last couple of weeks? So, in case you were wondering if we'll ever see Beta again, I am. Pre- I am worried, wondering about Beta. Tell me about Beta. So, either pre-apocalypse or in the bonus episodes or in the spin-off Tales of the Walking Dead, Ryan Hurst, you know, the gentle giant, he made it sound like there's a real possibility he could return one day. Ooh, he quotes, I like that. I know. I, I got to meet him. He was a really cool guy. I would love to see more about his backstory. He said, well, I can neither confirm nor deny whether I had a really long, long dinner with Scott Gimple, but that's pretty much all I can say. And then he started laughing. So there might be some room for backstory for him in the Tales of the Walking Dead spinoff. So I would like to see that. Well, if there's backstory, it would have to be when he was a country and western singer. I know. And I really want to see if he sings for real. (laughs) Right. And he put a he put a mask on his face. Yeah, and, but, and that was his best friend's face at so first. If they so want, but they want to show us his character. He wouldn't be Beta. So unless we see Beta with the Whisperers, we'd have to see Alpha again. That's true. Right? That's he only true. became Beta when he was with Alpha. When he was with Alpha. That's true. Okay. Let's see. Angela Kang says we can expect more of Daryl Negan and Maggie in the six bonus episodes. Series writer Kevin DeBolt. DeBolt. We'll just call him Kevin. Describe the episodes as in-betweenquels. Oh, wow. That's a new word. Yeah, like like sequels, but in-betweenquels. Oh, in That's it. Angela Kang told Insider... Ah, my friend and Insider. The episodes <laughs> will take a deep dive into characters including Maggie Darrow, Carol Negan, Aaron, Father Gabriel, and the Commonwealth. She said because of Lauren Ridloff's schedule, Connie, um, she will not appear in the bonus episodes. We'll learn more about where Connie has been in season 11. So mm. uh, Connie's story will not continue in the six bonus episodes, which means we're looking at, is it next October, right? I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We're so we're, we're, roughly, we're, rough, we're roughly a year away from finding out how Connie got out of the cave. And, and Jeez, most likely, I'm guessing, since the show is ending, that um, Magna threw her under the bus to get out of there. That's what I'm guessing. That, that's a very Magna move, I think. Because <laughs> her escaping zombies, okay, she escaped zombies. Showing us that Magna left her or pushed her down, you know, pulled pulled um, a Shane Otis situation. Ooh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, audiences will learn more about Sherry's time away from The Walking Dead in November 8th. Oh, oh, the next episode of Fear, sorry. In the same interview, she said that um, we're going to see more about Sherry in the next episode, which airs this Sunday the 8th. Or, if I don't edit this in time, the episode that aired on November 8th of Fear the Walking Dead. So, okay, good. Very good. What you got? The world beyond is definitely going to lead into the Rick Grimes movies, which I am super pumped about. So, Scott Gimple said, tying the feature film to The Walking Dead, World Beyond is absolutely still their plan. He said, everything is changing all over the place, so you never know. But we're working on it and moving forward. And if we meet to make more, we will. So does he mean more movies than three? No, I think he means more episodes of World Beyond. Oh, yes, you are right. Because remember, they had said only two. I always two thought seasons. in my head, two seasons, uh, they made it extended. Because 
there could be more plot. And he's, Scott Gipple also said, this is the first one that we've done in such a short way. I mean, granted, a lot of shows do this now, but we had a lot of story and a lot of story to get to, so we'll see what happens. So I wouldn't put it past them if they do extend it by another season or more. I'm going to guess, based on the show itself, they're not going to add too many episodes. Unless they reboot this thing. Uh, but again, well, yeah, ratings aren't so high. How can you reboot the show? The reason <laughs> I, I the reason I asked that question. With Fear, right, they killed off enough members of the cast, and there was turnover, and eventually um, it's basically a new cast now with Leisha and Strand. That is true. Right, and, true. and Daniel. Daniel. With this show, it's about two sisters. You could you you get away with killing one of them, but you can't kill both of them. Uh, at this point, I wish they would kill Iris. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. (laughs) Um, If you kill one of them, right, then it makes it a a powerful mission to find their father and let him know, hey, we found your dad trying to let you know one of us died trying to find you. Right? Yeah. But it's not like you could get a Morgan-type character onto the show and then redirect them so they're not going to find their father. There's only one outcome. They're going to eventually find the father because that's the show. That, that's the whole story. That's the whole plot. <laughs> so you can't recast the show. You could maybe get rid of the big doofy kid. And, Silas. And, and, and polyester suit boy. Oh, I like Elton. He's probably my favorite character. The one I really like. <laughs> yeah. So, with, the, with the photographs. He's like a baby Althea. Yeah. Where she had to film everything. He has a little tough. Are they running out of ideas, though? Let's have yeah. a character who likes to record everything. Because yeah, that went over really well. We loved Althea and her camera. <laughs> Speaking of the world beyond, there was a rumor, I'll tell you how it got started, that Rick, Rick Grimes, would appear on the finale episode of World Beyond. I was reading about that. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, somebody put Andrew Lincoln's name in IMDb for the season, the season one finale, excuse me. Do you believe that? Well, no. Well, they removed the name. Oh, they did? (laughs) From IMDb. And uh, an AMC representative confirmed to Insider... The listing was removed, and it is not accurate. Ooh. So, now, that could be a lie. If you wanted people to watch the show, you would find a way to put him in the episode. Yeah, that may help save it. <laughs> My assumption is, maybe he appears in the season two finale. Like, maybe somehow they end up at CRM, and he greets them. Oh my god, could you imagine? Like, that hi, welcome to CRM World. Yeah. You must I'm be this tall to ride host. the rides. <laughs> the Walking Dead is filming again, as you know, and yes. they have to be pandemic safe. So Norman Reedus said that they are wearing proximity tracers. What is that, you say? It's the kind of thing that I think everyone will know someday what it is. You know, like the ring doorbell camera? Everybody knows yeah, what uh, it is now. Oh, yeah. You didn't know at one time. We didn't. Right now someone's going, what the hell's a ring doorbell camera? No, stop it. <laughs> stop it. He said they get tested three times a week. All of the mask-wearing zombies have to go through certain safety protocols. And that the main members of the six episodes, Melissa McBride, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Lauren Cohan, among others, and of course Norman, wear hidden tracers used to monitor the amount of time the actors spend in proximity to one another. Whoa, that's crazy. So you could walk up to somebody in a scene, but then you got to turn your head, walk away, across the other side of the room, you know, pace a little bit. Oh, man. So they're keeping track of that. 
modern technology in a zombie world. That's crazy. Isn't it? Though? I'd be sad if my little thing beeped and I was too close to Norman for too long. I would like. I would like to say, as a man, I would be more upset if my little thing beeped, <laughs> especially when I got closer to Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Maybe Hallie, Hallie uh, Morgan, but uh, Burton oh, Morgan. Oh man! But not Jeffrey Dean. All right, all right, all right. Okay, Jamie, what else do you have? So this is really cool. I had no idea about this. So The Walking Dead is considering animated episodes. What? More, like yeah, a cartoon? Like a cartoon and more current character spinoffs. So Scott Scott Gimble revealed that The Walking <laughs> Dead might continue in animated form. He said, I will say that one thing I'm looking hard at is animation. Because we know Robert Kirkman, who's comic book Invincible is in production now. It's an hour-long animated show on Amazon. And basically... The entire cast from The Walking Dead does the voices. So he basically said, one-stop shop for me. So they may just take those people from the voices and do a Walking Dead show that's animated. Oh. Well, I, okay. I'd give it a shot. I don't I don't know how long I'd stick with that. I mean, it could be cool. I wonder if they're going to look like the comics. Like, I don't know. Well, if they make it really dark and, and it's not goofy, like, yeah, I'm sure it's not going to look like uh, Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't work. You know, or King of yeah. the Hill or Rick and Morty. I'm sure it's no, going to look, look like that. really good and dark and creepy. In which yeah. case, I, I would watch it. I'd give it a shot. I'd give it a shot. All right, a cartoon. Hmm. <laughs> Speaking of Scott Gimple, or as you call him, Rimple. I know, Rimple, Gimple, Scott, mm, Gimple. <laughs> uh, he said he's very upset. He, he took him a while to fathom the show ending. He talked about how he thought about old classic shows being on for 10, 12 years and then ending and it never occurred to him he might be on one and it would just end. He said, like, the 10 years has gone so fast on The Walking Dead and that he still hasn't really grasped that it's going to end. But, you know, there's so many spinoffs, so the show's going to end, but then the actors and the production team is all still mostly, I'm sure they're all going to be there. So the it's ending, nice. but it's not ending. Exactly. Now, I hope it's better than some spinoffs. Some TV shows end, classic shows, and they have spinoffs, and the spinoffs are terrible. Now, M.A.S.H., one of the greatest television shows of all time. Very big in the 70s and 80s. You sh- if you don't know MASH, you should know MASH. And uh, it, it ended, and then there was, there were, well, there were technically two spinoffs. One was, uh, again, I'm, I'm, these are old shows. One was Trapper John M.D., which really had nothing to do with MASH. Just the character had the same name. Uh, and uh, he would occasionally mention things that happened to him in Korea. But there was a show called After MASH, where one of the characters, or two of the characters from MASH went on when they went home back to America they showed them working in a hospital it was terrible oh no whereas whereas a show like Cheers ended and Frasier got his own show and Frasier was another classic all time great television another show. hit so there are classic shows that spin off or continue with one or two characters that do well and then there are some that do not so I'm, ho- I'm sure that the Daryl and Carol show will be good. I'm, I'm I think, assuming. I think it's, I mean, it's Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride, two of the best actors on the show. I think, I think that will be a, yes. a good one. Now, speaking of former characters, you had some information on Merle. Oh, Merle. Yes. So Michael Brooker explains while he will never play Merle Dixon again. <laughs> oh, I like him as Merle. I Dixon. know. I he. So this is what he says. The reason is simple. He won't play the character again because one, he's dead, and two, he uh, just didn't whoa, whoa, see. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He's not dead. Merle's dead. Well, 
That's what I meant. Merlin's yeah, I just want to clarify. Yeah. Michael yeah. Rooker, no, Michael not Rooker dead. is alive and breathing. But right. I don't want to start an internet craze. <laughs> Walkers so... and talkers, they said. And then my, my friend, my new friend, Kirsten Acuna, who works for Insider.com. Did I mention that? Yes, you did. Yes, um, you did. Name she, drop. Yeah. She, name drop. Yeah. She, um, you know, she might spread that rumor. Oh, I heard. And they quote us. We're like, oh, good publicity. Oh, my God. Please don't quote me. it turns out to be bad Please publicity. Please don't quote me. <laughs> yeah, don't quote me. Hey, did we talk about the article written about us? Yeah, I don't know. Did we? T- it's TVInsider.com, right? Yes. All, not related to Insider.com, to my knowledge, but TVInsider.com. I think we, we I think we tweeted it. Well, maybe right? we yeah. mentioned it briefly, but we should mention it again. Yeah, we were listed <laughs> as one of the top ten TV show-based podcasts. Thank you. Yes, we were. Uh, and they mentioned Snappy Banter. They did. They, they mentioned our banter. I and, was so happy about that. By the way, shout out to everybody who has been tweeting us the past few days about uh, side impact bullshit. And missing the snappy banter. We love I can't, you guys. I can't mention you all. You know who you are. I tweeted you all back. Uh, love you to death. But thank you for that. So but one of the reasons we're doing the show today is because people were just all like, oh my God, where's your show? Where's your podcast? <laughs> we're here. We're here. So I'm back in the basement studio. By the way, <laughs> big news speaking of studios. If we ever get back to our actual radio home oh, man. in Manhattan, yeah. which I think will be in 2021, much like the bonus episodes of The Walking Dead. <laughs> Walking Dead. When... You're in studio and I'm not, whenever that is. I have a new Dodge Charger. So we have a new Dodge Charger studio. A new Dodge Charger studio? Yes. Also, still not sponsored by Dodge. Oh, Dodge Car Studio. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That is exciting. It is exciting. I talked about uh, I talked about it a lot on the Brooklyn Boys podcast, which if you're not listening to that by the way. Uh, Jamie, tell them they're missing out. There you guys are missing out. And I see you have merch. I want us to have merch. We have, a, yeah, well, we have to get to a certain level. We are not there yet. Uh, well, we'll uh, get there. Yeah, we'll we're, get on t- we're in TV Insider now, so, you know. Yes, so speaking <laughs> of the Brooklyn Boys merch, if I might. Yes, uh, you can. <laughs> BrooklynBoys.BigCartel.com. That's BrooklynBoys.BigCartel, C-A-R-T-E-L.com. You can now get Brooklyn Boys merchandise. Some of it says Skiri and Brody. Some of it says Brody and Skiri. Some of it doesn't say either. Uh, but we just released hoodies. And uh, two new shirt patterns and tank tops. And we have Brooklyn Boys masks for the old pandemic protection. My God. (laughs) There you go. That's fancy stuff. So you don't get Michael Rooker, but you get some Brooklyn Boys merchandise. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) You know who wants to come back to The Walking Dead? Unlike Michael Rooker. Who's that? Sasha. You're Sonequa Martin-Green. She does? Now, she's on the new Star Trek show. Yeah. Which, by the way, because the pandemic has cut down production, uh, CBS All Access was the only place you could see Star Trek Discovery. But because they need TV shows, they're now putting the, fir- the first season is on regular television now. Wow. So you can watch it for free. I don't know if I've mentioned it previously. I, I may have. But you can go watch it. So Sonequa Martin-Green says, oh my God, I'd love to. I loved being on the show. I love Sasha. I love The Walking Dead. That was my family before this family, meaning Star Trek. What a blessing, by the way, that I've been able to be in two situations, back-to-back, that was so familiar, that have such reach. I would love to. That would be so much fun. Then she went on to explain how she helped develop Sasha's backstory of being a firefighter on The Walking Dead before Whoa. we see her. Interesting. So I get, but here's the thing. If we see her during the apocalypse in flashbacks, do we see her as a firefighter and then fighting walkers with an axe or something. And then do you have to have her brother? Oh. They were tied at the hip. 
pretty much. Yeah, yeah, they were. Right? Oh. So, hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing um, seeing her brother, whose Bob, name I right? can't remember right now. Bob? No, Bob was... Tyrese. The, Tyrese, yeah. Who was Bob? Wasn't Bob someone's brother? Bob was her boyfriend. Oh, that's oh. right. Okay, I got him mixed up. I knew if he was affiliated Tainted with her. meat! <laughs> Shish kebab. Shish kebab, that's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, you have other spinoff news for us? I do. So Lauren Cohan, so glad she's back. Maggie, of course, she teased a Maggie spinoff. So she told Entertainment Ooh. Weekly, I know that there are murmurings of an extended story with Maggie when the official mothership is done. She appeared on uh, Kelly and Ryan and hinted at a spinoff possibility. She says, I don't know what I'm supposed to say, if I'm supposed to say. So that's kind of where she left us. But I would love to see more on her. Sure, let's have 100 spinoffs. That's fine. I know. We're going to have a thousand. <laughs> There's going to be so many. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> everyone wants one. There you go. All right. We, uh, we're going to talk about the eight episodes, or at least seven of them, when we come back right after this. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans... Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Hey, everyone. This is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Here's a clip from an upcoming episode featuring the weekly home checks, Keyshawn Lane, that you won't want to miss a common mistake that a lot of people do. They use fabric softener when it's not so great for your clothes. Should we never be using fabric softener? No, you should not ever be using fabric softener. It leaves a deposit on our clothes, which is also left in the machine. And it also makes the clothes highly flammable. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. What you want to do instead is just use a quarter cup of vinegar. And that'll make them softer? That'll make them softer. And if you wanted some kind of scent, you can use essential oils. Wow, wow, wow. Catch new episodes of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult every other Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little... Well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk about seven episodes. Uh, we're not going to, it's going to go quickly, I promise. I promise. 
Okay, so let's quickly talk about, you want to do Fear or World Beyond first? Let's do Fear first. First episode of Fear. Uh, Jamie, you go first. Your thoughts on the Bounty Hunter episode as a reminder to everybody of what we're talking about. I have to say Morgan, first of all, is one of my favorite characters. He's the OG from season one, episode one. And I have to say this episode of Fear truly had like the old school Walking Dead vibe to me. And I really loved it. It was probably one of my favorite episodes of all of Fear because I kind of was like, eh. But this was cool. People had weapons. That bounty hunter was there. Like stuff was happening. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it a lot. What about you? I agree. Yeah. It was, for me, the absolute best episode of Fear. Yep. Absolute Loved best. Loved it. Very The Walking Dead-ish. And what I don't understand is that I know they wanted to do a different show when they created Fear the Walking Dead, and I know it's different showrunners now since season four, but if if they could write this episode and they know that it feels like The Walking Dead... Then why weren't you doing that? I know. It felt just like it. And that's why I was... It felt like home. Like, oh, I know this. And it now, felt great. <laughs> although the, the, the bad guy did not last more than one episode. No, he spoiler. I, I felt like it was a good thing he didn't last more than one episode. But I loved him so much, I wanted him to last longer. I wanted to and know I guess that's more what about him, you know? Like, it was like, I'm here, and then I'm gone. Right. How do you find him? How do you decide to do that for yeah. a living? Yeah. How do you advertise? Yeah, how, do you, how do you get a walkie-talkie? Like how, how do you? you I don't, how do you? How does he get hired? Is Craigslist? Yeah. You know, how do you put out an advertisement? Single white female looking for a bounty hunter. Uh, Uber death. Uber death. Like oh, I'm gonna call an Uber. Uber bounty hunter. Uh, it was great. The the Porsche the Porsche lob, who at the beginning of the episode who's running from the dog. Oh man, Walter, I think his name was. Yeah, yeah, and he's just—he's just like, oh, yeah. I was, I was running away from some, some guys following me. Why would you trust some guy by himself? And then he picks up an axe, and he's just standing there talking to you about beans. And you're on the run, and you're protecting a key, and you don't tuck the key in. I know. We just and, let and him. And then the dog out. shows up, and the, and he's like, oh yeah, that's the dog. That's the dog that's been following me. You you got to be smarter than that. That was so stupid. He just sat down and was like, sure, I'll have your beans. <laughs> yeah, you have no food. You're sharing with me. Now, I, I, I get you want to share your beans with the guy. But if you're about to kill him, don't let him eat that many beans. That's what, oh my God, I had the same thought. I thought, you should cut him off from the beans. You just ate them all and now you're going to yeah. kill him. <laughs> right, and then, and then he cuts the guy's head off and the dog licks, the, licks oh, the guy's Oh, face. God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we did get to see... Superhero Morgan, right? So this show is reminding us that these people are comic book characters and they survive things most people don't survive. Very true. So, by the way, spoiler, Morgan didn't die in the season five finale. No, he didn't. I guess we should address that. Ah. He alludes to the fact that a female saved him, patched him up, and uh, sent him on his way, basically. Yeah. He he was uh, sort of out of it. And she helped him. She heard him on the walkie, whatever it was. She said she heard his message, right? Yeah. It has to be Sherry, right? That's, I was 100% thinking that. I mean, if it's not, I don't know who else it would be. So Sherry's tracking them, and she just shows up at the end when the walkers are going to kill Morgan. So he somehow <laughs> survives, then finds a way to build a home inside of a water tower. Pretty fancy schmancy up there, too, by the way. So every piece of furniture up there 
every blanket, everything that was he carried up the ladder into the water tower. He's a beast. He is a beast. So <laughs> uh, impressive. It's safe from walkers. Although, again, not safe for Father Gabriel in the comic books. No. When he climbs down the water tower. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, shout out to, uh, sorry, spoiler, Father Gabriel dies in the comic books. So, okay. So, he he meets uh, that guy who was a former ranger of Ginny's. And he was bitten prior to us meeting him. Yeah, Isaac. He was pretty cool. He didn't say anything yeah. about that. He had a pregnant wife. Morgan, uh, he and, um, so Morgan kills the bounty hunter. Saving Isaac's life, he thinks, but Isaac's been bitten. And Isaac says, you got to take care of my wife and baby and, and build something here. I won't be around for it. So he kills the bounty hunter, cuts the guy's head off, which I thought was fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Great fight scene. The guy's like, you're not going to do it. Why would you taunt the guy? I know. Like, you have, n- this is a lose-lose. <laughs> right. You didn't kill me before. You won't kill me now. <laughs> he was referencing the fact that Morgan shot him in the shoulder instead of shooting him in the head or whatever yeah. when he had the gun on him. Um, no, Morgan's crazed right now. You're threatening him. You're threatening the baby. You're going to die. So Morgan decides to make that his new weapon and puts his stick as the handle, which I thought was pretty Pretty cool. It's a badass weapon. Morgan has the the long beard, right? Now he's got the cowboy hat from the bounty hunter. Yep. And the axe. And he sets a trap for Ginny. Well, he he sets a message to Ginny. And he leaves what she thinks is Morgan's head in the box. Oh, my God. But it's uh, the bounty hunter's head in the box. Yeah. And he says... Morgan Morgan Jones is dead. You're dealing with somebody else now. <laughs> now, I thought the way that ended, it was pretty awesome, right? Yeah. He's got the beard. He looks like the bounty hunter. He's death. The next time you see him in episode three, the beard's gone. <laughs> First of all, where's he finding razors? Uh, I don't know. You want to cut it with a scissor. But, I mean, where's everybody finding razors? And why did you make him look badass and then unbadass him? <laughs> Unbadass. <laughs> you debadassed him. Yeah, a little bit they did. You had him looking like a badass, and he's like, oh, now I'm old like Morgan again. <laughs> no. I want to see the fro. I want to see the beard. I want to see the grubby. I want to see I want to see pieces of flesh hanging in his beard. Oh, my I God. I want to see, like, beads <laughs> falling out. Oh I, th- I want to see dirty, grubby Morgan. <laughs> I want to see unclear Morgan. Just, just filthy. Now he's all cleaned up. Dirty old mess. Dirty old mess. Yeah, dirty old bastard. ODB. ODB, old dirty bastard, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's episode one in a nutshell. Yeah. Episode two was now Strand and Alicia. Right? Yep. So they stand up to a ranger. The ranger's like, ah, clean that shit up, move it. And Strand throws shit at the guy's boots. He's like, you clean it up. So they get taken to the principal's office. Yes, they Jay. do. <laughs> she says, I'm reassigning you two. Because you're not, you're not following the rules. So she puts them on prisoner detail, basically. And it's where we, at the beginning of the episode, we see six or seven inmates. Not inmates. People who have broken the law. Yeah. Right? One of them is, I'm going to say, South Asian, Pakistani, Indian. uh, Yeah. Right? Sanjay? Yes. Sunday? Yes, yes. So he, uh, they tell them, okay, we're going to open up this gate. And you guys got to kill whatever's behind the gate. There's something in there Ginny wants. You've got to clean out that, clean these things out. And there's some kind of sticky ooze coming out from under the gate. Look like discolored maple syrup ooze or yeah. something. <laughs> so Sanjay is scared. He doesn't want to do it. They make him do it. And then by the time that scene is over, everyone's dead but Sanjay. He was the sole survivor. 
ever. I was like, how in the hell did you pull that off? <laughs> the guards happened to slip and fall oh my and God, get dragged please. under by the walkers. I call fall bullshit, yeah. Fall, thank you, fall bullshit. Or if you prefer, <laughs> autumn bullshit. <laughs> or autumn bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's dead but him. And this is where Strand and Alicia get sent to. They're told, clean out that what's behind the fence. We'll give you weapons. We want you to get all the walkers out of there because what's behind there, uh, you know, we, there's something in there Ginny wants, right? So they're like, is it some kind of weapon? What is it that's behind? Why, why doesn't she just open the gate and shoot them? They have guns. Like, why aren't they? So we're led to believe they're covered in some kind of sticky ooze. They're mutant walkers, right? Something was really off of them, yeah. By the way, major happening, which was weird to hear it. I think it was the first time. Alicia referred to them as walkers. Oh, she did? Yes, I made a note of that. Oh, man, I must have not paid attention to that. We have to clear out the walkers or the Ah. something about the walkers. I'm like, oh, they're not calling them the dead anymore? Wow. By the way, World Beyond calls them empties? That's terrible. Well, that was... That was... I actually looked into that. It was actually Jesus in the comics had called them that at one point. Really? I didn't realize that. Okay. Empties is what you call bottles you want to take to the recycling plant. Yeah, that that that's what I think of the empties. <laughs> Look, they've been called biters, bobbers, right? bobbers, infected, uh, empties. What are they empty of? Per- yeah, personality. I don't love that one. I don't love that either. Why, why, has nobody heard the word zombie? I, mean, I, 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 I know it's never zombie. been used in, in every any season of anything. Death eaters has already been used by uh, Harry Potter. But they sh- something better than empties. There's empties behind you. It just I would be like, why? What kind of stupid neck? And it would just bite my neck. <laughs> I would turn around and go, well, I was stupid neck. <laughs> <laughs> my dying word would be like a better name for them. Uh, you know? A better name. <laughs> right. Right. Like uh, like uh, uh, chompers. Chomp. I'd be like, call them chompers. Chompers. <laughs> right. Biter- biters is fine. The governor called them biters. Yeah. Cannibals, can't I've heard that something? One. Yeah, I like what? Walkers best. Well, yeah, of course it's our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Imagine our podcast was like empties and talkers, <laughs> biters and that talkers. Make any sense? <laughs> yeah, em- like, oh, welcome to the empties and and nothing. People podcast. are like, what does that mean? <laughs> right. Oh, we're empties. Okay, great. I'm tuning into that podcast. <laughs> Janice helps them, and Sanjay and some other people. So they they build a pen. To get all the walkers to come out in single file. But there's hundreds Pretty of them. Pretty clever. What? Yeah, way more than I thought right. were in there. <laughs> so what they do is they get them to come into a pen. It looks like they're online for a ride at Disney World. Yeah, it does. And they open the gate and they start killing them one at a time. Now, I understand you, you couldn't kill them all in the pen because there were more behind the pen. Yes, there were. Right? Because I was like, why don't they just kill them in the pen? But then the bodies would, would build up. By the way, I'm doing this all from memory. How am I doing? Well, you're doing pretty damn good. I, I am very okay. impressed. At one point, Charlie falls onto a walker. Another walker grabs her hair or something. And she almost dies, but she doesn't. You know why? Because nobody dies anymore. No, they don't. Except they sh- Beatrice. They should. Be- spoiler, <laughs> Beatrice is dead. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so Charlie doesn't die. Because it's only the second episode. You're not going to kill Charlie yet. They save her. And then uh, as they're, they're they close the gate on them to take a break and then the, the guards show up Ginny's guards because Dakota shows up wait can I mention something really quick so side note on Dakota that is our space's sister in real life no yes if you look at them they have the 
same face. Oh, well, no, they shouldn't have ass face, though. It, Ian Coletti, his, her brother, was our space on Preacher. Oh, my God. I should just, text him, and yeah, we should interview yeah. her. Yeah, we should, because we have a connection. We know him. So that's Ian's real-life little sister. Hold on. I'm checking my phone. Hold on. Let me see if I still have his. I think I have his phone number. Right? Because I, I must have texted him Ian. I think you I, We did, You definitely emailed him, I know for sure. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nope. I have his email address. Yes, I have his mobile number. Oh, go for it. Did go for it. I bet number? she's home on the way. I said mobile. We can talk to her. I said mobile number because uh, that's what it said in my phone. I'm like it's a cell. Okay, I that's fine. I just want to yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! So, so sister Coletti. That's yes. Great. Yeah. The sister. Of, if you don't know Ach, what we're Ach, talking Ach. about, you should. But you know, preacher. Yeah. Ass face and preacher. Our face is real. Gotta watch preacher. Great show. Okay. So Dakota shows up, and the guards are like, you're coming with us. The guards, by the way, playing the role of red shirts. Somehow, the walkers only kill the guards because even though they have guns, they do that, I'm going to turn my back thing on them, or I'm going to let them grab the end of my gun and pull me down. They're always bumbling guards. Always. So everybody escapes but the guards. Of course. Right? <laughs> Strand runs into the RV with uh, Dakota and Sanjay's in there hiding. Okay, uh, yeah. Sanjay, not the brightest guy in the world. So before they went into the RV, I should back up a second. They're trying to get the guns from the guards because they're dead now. And the guns are laying there. But the walkers are surrounding the female members of the pack, Janice and Alicia. Yes. And I don't know who else. Doesn't matter. So they try to make noise to get their attention away from the herd, away from the, the guns, so that the women can grab the guns. And Sanjay says, oh, uh, I've been monitoring them. They're only attracted to fresh meat, not noise. Oh, first of, oh okay. yeah, I remember this Okay, part. first of all, Sanjay. And a bunch of people called bullshit on this. So your walkers are different than every other walker on the planet? <laughs> Were they somehow mutated by the slime? I, yeah. Because I, I, no- I, when I heard that one, I'm like, oh, that's... And if they're not motivated by noise... In the last episode of Fear... Oh, then I called bullshit on the last episode. Unless... <laughs> okay, I don't want to jump ahead. But, okay, but, 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 right. but there was noise involved, unless they pre-cut her. Uh, well, we'll get to that. Okay, oh my god. Okay, yeah. So somehow, these are the only walkers on the planet that don't run away, that don't follow noise. Okay? Sanjay says they only they only go for fresh meat. So they run into the RV. Well, they're in the RV, and he says he says that tells them that. So he says, "Oh, give me your knife, Sanjay." So Sanjay says, "Oh, here's my knife, no problem." He goes, "Let's go outside, Sanjay." At this point, I go, "Sanjay's dead. Sanjay is dead." So he stabs oh. Sanjay in the leg, like he, right in the thigh. Again, in a Shane kind of move, like that dude, was a really dick move. Now Sanjay's done nothing wrong to them, other no. than he ran away. He, he did run <laughs> yeah. away because remember he was supposed to be guarding the gate. And he ran away. He chickened out. So I understand why they might be a little pissed at him. So they, they did get they did get overrun by stab him in the leg. <laughs> they did get overrun. Okay. So Sanjay gets stabbed in the leg, right? And he falls to the ground and he's screaming. Well, he didn't fall to the ground. Strand, Strand took him like and shoved him to the, the ground. ground. And then all the yeah. walkers start coming at him. Yeah, now because he's fresh meat. Daryl has been stabbed in the leg many times. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Somehow. Those people find a way to crawl away or to get up and limp. Yeah. Sanjay, facing certain death, 
has no I cannot figure out. I don't care if he's bleeding out from his from his the, the big artery in your leg. Oh yeah, the femur. Yeah, the carotid or femoral the, artery. The femoral artery. Thank you. Crawl. Use your arms and crawl. Drag your body, sir. Something. Right. Put some hay over you. I don't know. I, <laughs> Put some weren't there hay bales you. there? Like I feel like you could have done something. And then so basically, Strand kills him so the girls can get the guns and shoot the other zombies in the back of the head. So I, but Strand was like looking over him, like going, "Yeah, fuck you. You're gonna die so that we can live." So that was again, that was badass Walking Dead shit. Yeah, that was good stuff. That was, that was good, good stuff. stuff. So Sanjay, yeah. not the brightest, he paid the ultimate price. Okay? Yes, he did. So they go back with the guns. They, they have killed all of the walkers now. Ginny shows up. They think like, oh, Ginny's going to be pissed. No, Ginny's not pissed. She's like, hey, you guys are leaders. You're the army I'm looking for. Because they went in and looking for whatever she wanted. There was nothing in the warehouse. There was nothing in there. It was just a test, basically, to see are you badass enough to be on my team. Right. And of course... Only Morgan's group proved to be bad. Like, it was only, only Morgan's people. It's, you're right. It's only his people. <laughs> right. Of course. They're, it's like it's like Alexandria. Rick's group were the badass people, and everybody else was oh, a bunch yeah. of softies. It's basically <laughs> like, who's Deanna? Who's Virginia? <laughs> right. Okay. So he, she promotes him and gives him a key, and she's like, you're the general now. You're in charge of the army. Pick the people you want. So then he tells Alicia... Hey, uh, you're my best friend, but I got to do some bad shit now. And I don't want you around because you make me want to be a better person. And I can't be a better person right now. So I was a crazy, I'm going to go. You're going to, you're going to leave. I'm staying here. So she ships her off now. Oh, here's the big thing. Daniel, the whole time we see Daniel, my God, he's got a scar on his head. Like he got kicked in the head by a horse or he had a lobotomy and he's cutting Ginny's hair and he doesn't remember anything. Doesn't remember who anybody is. He remembers his family, but not his friends from the apocalypse. Yeah, he lo- he had no idea who Strand was. And he, he did a great job of like, I don't, I'm sorry, sir, I don't know who you are. I don't remember that. Uh, and Ginny's like, yeah, he's lucky. He can still cut hair. And she yeah. says it was because of the cat. Yeah, they mentioned his cat skid mark, and I wasn't quite sure what, that, what they were referring to. So people are wondering, is skid mark dead? But whatever the reason, he was injured trying to save skid mark. Yeah. Or trying to protect skid mark. Maybe Ginny didn't want, doesn't want pets there, and so he fought with her, and they banged him in the head with a shovel. Something happened to Skidmark. So you look. I didn't believe for a minute he was uh, had amnesia, but it's TV, so it's possible he did. Goes the whole episode, doesn't remember anything. At the end of the episode, he and Cameron are going to go to another settlement to give haircuts. Yeah. And he rides out of the gate and says, "Oh." um... I forgot my good scissors. Can you, oh, I don't know if you if you caught it. There's a whistling, very faint. Yeah. I had to go back. I, yeah, what was that? So, well, okay. So, uh, I'm glad you're here for the podcast. You, you, yeah, I'm glad I'm here because I, I was trying to figure out who the So, was he hears it. the, right, the whistle, very yeah. faintly, enough that Cameron didn't hear it. And he says, oh, um, I, I forgot my good scissors. And Cameron knows he has no memory, so he's like, man, you got to remember something in life. Like, you dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he made some He says, all right, wait heart. here. Now, if you're Cameron, you're a guard, right? You're in I charge of security. I wouldn't leave him there. Why would you leave a guy with amnesia? And I would no- say, go back and find him. <laughs> yeah, a guy with no weapon and, and amnesia, you don't know he's a killer. You yeah. leave him alone on a cart in the woods I'm, at night? I'm in the middle of the road. I'm calling bad guard bullshit. <laughs> okay, so... Then you hear a second whistle, and he whistles, and then Morgan comes out. 
So Morgan did the first whistle. How did, oh, that's, yeah. So you're telling me Morgan was in the woods by the that gate whole time? on the exact time that Daniel was going to leave to go give haircuts? Too convenient. Coincidence bullshit. Yeah, super coincidence bullshit. Thank you. Right below side impact bullshit. Right yeah. below it. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So clearly they have a plan. I don't know if at some point Morgan and Daniel made up to do this. Like maybe he, he came there one night and, and saw him by the side by a fence or oh, something. Uh, but if Morgan has been uh, almost dead and living in a, in a water tower, I'd like to know how he planned plan. this with Daniel. Yeah. And I want the writing to be good enough that they can explain it. Don't just have <laughs> people just go, oh, they, they, they worked it out. Fancy meeting you here. All right. Third episode. Althea and Dwight are on a mission. They're on a recovery reconnaissance mission. They go to a morgue. A, the, uh, one cool thing at the morgue was that there was a zombie who had been embalmed. Oh, yeah, that was creepy. It looked fresh. Yeah, almost. so it looked like almost like a live person walker. At first I was like, are they dead? Okay, they must be dead, but she looks super fresh, so... <laughs> super fresh. Super fresh. Yo, that chick was super fresh. <laughs> Yeah, so then she hears um, walkie-talkie calls of Isabella, <laughs> her uh, CRM pilot, oh, uh, yeah. who I believe is uh, Elizabeth's daughter. Elizabeth's daughter. And she figures out uh, with code where they're going to be. They're going into whatever city that was. So uh, She's Houston, been, like, tracking her, basically. Houston or Dallas, whatever Texas city there, near Austin, maybe. She realizes it's at the top of a building. They see a guy laying on the ground, and they take his wallet. We find out later who the guy is. That's splattered on the pavement. Which, again, you know, it's a giant building with four sides. Pretty convenient. They were right by the spot where that guy landed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm calling uh, corpse convenience bullshit. (laughs) Jumper bullshit. Right, and the fact that he was from from Alaska, right? Yes, he was. Okay. So they take his, they happen to take his driver's license, right, because that's what they do. Yet, conveniently, they need it later. So it's a good thing they took his driver's license. Yeah, oh, randomly they need it later. Yeah, the, again, the writing... I, uh, okay. okay. The show is good, though. I'm just, I'm just saying... It is. The it writing is, is, is lazy. The writing is lazy. Okay. So they have to find a way to get to the top of the building, to get to the roof, to the helipad, to meet Isabella at a time they know she's going to be there. So they've got a couple of hours to get up there. They set their watches. They only have a few hours before they have to get back, before Ginny will be suspicious they've been gone so long. They fight their way upstairs. They go into an elevator. Okay, so there's rats. They realize later that the rats are, are infected with something. They, they put two and two together and realize it's the bubonic... Was it the bubonic plague? Bubonic plague? Yeah, yeah the bubonic plague. Ugh, everyone looks so gross. They have a lot of Ugh. bonding moments. Okay. At some point, they run into a group that stops them in the hallway with guns and brings them back to the main room and says, we need your help. They're all on one floor of an office building, and they're all dying except this one black woman and a couple other people. She says, we need your help. They all have something going on. And and she tells them, since the zombie apocalypse, we haven't left this floor. That was crazy when she said that. Like, basically, she worked there and was an employee of that building on that floor and never left. But the zombie apocalypse in fear is what? Five years Something? That's shocking. Three, four years, whatever, whatever it's yeah. been, because um, they're seven years behind The Walking Dead. It's been a number of years. 
I mean, Morgan's yeah, been has. in the zombie apocalypse for a hell of a long time at this point. Yeah. So it's got to be five years, six, six, whatever it's been. At least. They didn't need any food. There was enough food in the commissary, in the building, in the cafeteria. Hard to believe. Right? And, and uh, God knows where they're going to the bathroom because there oh, are bathrooms oh. there on every floor. They must be like, I'm going God. up to floor 80 to, t- oh. to, to drop oh a deuce. God. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So Althea is like, you know what? Uh, you guys all have the bubonic plague. When I was in the, in the, in the, in the military or whatever, she, she's like, I know what that looks like. These people are dead. There's nothing we can do. And she locks the door and they go up the stairs. And the woman's like, hey, where are you going? And they go up the stairs. Okay. They ran away. They go up enough flights to a point where they get to a floor that's all walkers. They can't get around the walkers. So the staircase is blocked, whatever it was. They then decide to break a wall, a random wall, that happens to have a column that they can climb up. Casual, yeah. So again, calling <laughs> miscellaneous uh, wall bullshit. <laughs> That the wall would be hollow and that, you know, she, okay. Convenience bullshit. Convenience bullshit. They climb up the inside of the building. They come out on a random floor that has a blockade of walkers, which we later find out are all the co-workers of this woman. Now, they climbed up, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. They climbed up multiple floors. Rats everywhere. They climbed through oh, air vents. everywhere. Oh, gross. Right? They climbed yeah. up air, through air vents and they came out and they landed on the floor and all these walkers were there, so they go in the bathroom to hide, right? Because yeah. the walkers are coming after them. Then you hear gunshots. Somehow, the black woman from how many floors down found a them lot. on how many floors up in a in a bathroom. How would she even know they're in there? Okay, so this is what my good friend from the Insider, Kirsten Acuna, oh. called oh, bullshit your good on. Friend. No, uh, no, that's what I call bullshit on. I'm sorry. That's what I called bullshit on, and then she told me what she called bullshit. I told her that was my bullshit of the episode. Okay. How did she find them? How did she get through the door that was blocked? Because didn't they stick something under the door to block it? Right. They did. Uh, they stuck an axe. Right. They did something. Right. The weapon they they could have need they could have used. So they blocked the door. Somehow she found them, and had enough bullets for the couple of walkers that were out there. She saves them, and she's and she's like, "Listen, we really need your help." Althea is like, you know what? I, I, I can't help you. So she says, I'm going to the roof. And Dwight says, I'm going to go back with this woman. Because now Dwight is sick. He got bitten in the neck. And oh, he had these like, ugh, marks on He thinks it was when they were living in a tent prior to the building. He said there was like rats in a sleeping bag. Right. Like, so there's ugh. rats all over the area and they have the plague. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, I'm going to die. You go and meet your girlfriend. She goes to the roof and... The helicopter's landing, and they're talking in code. So she tells her she's there without telling her. I missed you. She's like, hey, get off the channel. It's great to hear yeah. your voice. But they can't say too much because she knows she's being monitored. Yeah. And she decides, you know what? We shouldn't do this. It's dangerous. And she says, listen, there's some supplies in the bin on the roof. Okay? Because she tells her there's some infected people here. I need help. She says, don't land there's people here with the bubonic plague. Yes, don't come here. Now, has the woman never landed on the roof before? Because I don't know, like, how does, does she not know this? Right, and she has not interacted with the people living in the, in the office building. Hard to believe. Okay, so she would have landed and done what? The elevators don't work. Why wouldn't you just land in a field somewhere? Anyway, she, so she says, all right, I'm not going to land. Thanks for warning me. And there's some supplies in that, that crate over there. In the crate, I guess, is food. And some other stuff. And a case of the 
um, the drugs, antibiotics Zero. that you need to cure the people with the bubonic plague. That's where Kirsten called bullshit. Come on now. <laughs> then how come there would be the exact medication for that exact disease? Now, the, there's only one explanation for this. Only one explanation I could think of. Okay? So, okay. Kirsten, if you're listening, and I will tweet her my thought on this. When they're leaving, they give everyone the medicine. They save everyone's lives. No, they all stay there except, of course, Dwight and Al. They have to leave. And as they're leaving, Al sees a bunch of rat cages. As if the rats were brought there. Oh. So she thinks... Oh, let me back up. Let me back up a second. The black woman, I forget her name, I'm sorry. She tells Al and Dwight that all of those people, the, the walkers they killed, were her co-workers. And so as they kill the walkers, she sort of freezes up after one of them because she, it was someone she obviously cared about. It was her friend. Right. And so uh, she, she couldn't bash the, the walker with a chair. She tells them a story about being careful from CRM because... The last time one of them went up to the roof to meet them, they threw him off the roof. Oh, yes. And that's the guy they saw splatted on the sidewalk. Her, yes, and took his license. And they show her the license, and they give it to her like, here's the license of your dead friend. Because they just happen to be collecting driver's licenses. <laughs> How convenient. Yes, convenience bullshit. Okay. So now Al thinks maybe the rats in the city were used for population control, maybe by CRM, uh, by, because, you know, CRM kills threats, right? Mm-hmm. As we'll talk about in, in World Beyond real quick. I'm going gonna, gonna to zip through that shit. <laughs> so if the CRM placed the rats with bubonic plague, then they would have had antidote on the roof. That's my theory. Yeah, that makes sense. So okay. if one of them got, got bitten, they would be able to protect at least themselves. That makes sense. Okay, that's that's the only reason I'm saying maybe it was up there, is okay. for CRM to cure people. That would that makes actually total sense. Okay, the one other thing uh, I didn't mention because I don't remember what episode it was. I think it was the first episode. Maybe you see two guys uh, with dark hair spray oh, painting. So- the end is the beginning. Yes. On the side of what we later find out to be a submarine. Crazy. And they're talking about how they need a key. Okay, mm-hmm. the key is the thing that was around that guy's neck that the bounty hunter took that Morgan now has. Morgan wears around his neck now. Right. My guess is the key is to open up the submarine or for the nuclear missile. Because submarines, you've ever, ever seen in movies where you need two keys to turn at the exact same time? Stranger Things, yes. Yeah, every sci-fi movie, they'll turn the keys at the exact same time. <laughs> it's a fail-safe, yes. so you have to have two people usually. Okay. I think maybe she wants the missiles or the nuclear reactor to power things. They want to get in the submarine that got washed up on shore. Mm-hmm. Okay? It, when they go into the office building at the beginning, at the first floor, the same spray paint is there. The end is the beginning. So those two guys are somehow involved okay. with the situation. Okay. Episode four, Fear. Another excellent episode of... Oh, did we do episode three? Episode three, four... Yeah, whatever. They're all blown. Yeah. yeah, episode three was the building. Die Hard with a with a walker. Episode four, we're now in Lawton, where John is the sheriff, and Strand comes to visit later, but Strand, he's the sheriff, and Ginny lives there, and Dakota lives there, and they, he finds he finds a murder, and it's or he thinks it's a murder. It's a guy, uh, uh, Cameron, the other guard in town, disappears, and they go to look for him, 
and he's behind his house, uh, in wrapped in, he's stuck in the barbed wire fence, and walkers are eating him. Oh, they're just eating his face off, yeah. And right away, Ginny's like, "Oh, it's an accident," and yep. he kind of lo- he looks at the scene and he finds an earring, a blue earring, and he's like, "This, I don't think this was an accident. I don't think it's an accident." And tells Ginny, and she's like, "You know what? People need to feel safe. Let's just uh, keep this quiet. Let's just uh, you want to investigate it? Yeah, it's fine, but you know, eh, whatever." Right. John was not picking up what she was putting down. <laughs> because he's simple. He's sort of like. Oh, shucks, I'm going to go find out who did this. I think I should go find out who did this. Right. <laughs> so he wants to, um, by the way, this was, uh, I read an article that this was a uh, a tribute to, oh, God, it was a movie. I can't remember what movie it was. Chinatown, maybe? A Jack Nicholson film where this similar thing happens, where the cop is told not to investigate. And they said Ooh. it was a tribute to that. Okay. Uh, so if I get the movie wrong, I apologize. Don't tweet me, but that's, it was based on a movie. Anyway. He thinks it this foul play. This guy turns out to be Janice's boyfriend. Janice is now Janice, if you remember, is the sister of the idiot who died on the bridge with the video camera. Oh yeah, that was her brother. Right, that was her brother. Remember, she said my brother tried to escape, and I followed him. So yes. Janice was living with Virginia for a while, and she got captured again, and now she's she's the laundry girl. John was slipping her love notes to send in the laundry over to June. So he and June were exchanging love notes through Janice. Yes, under under his dirty draws. Right. Janice gets accused of killing her boyfriend. They think, well, she doesn't get accused yet. He thinks she might know who owns the earring because she does the laundry. She acts like I don't know anything. Later finds out they were boyfriend and girlfriend, right? Yep. Uh, at one point she tries to escape during his funeral, during Cameron's funeral. And Very they, shifty behavior. Right. They catch her trying to escape. Red-handed. I'm not sure how you couldn't quietly escape, but they got her. They got her. And then in her backpack, as if they knew she was going to escape, is the earring, right? The matching earring. Crazy. Which means Ginny knows who the killer is, and they planted it on her. Yeah. Okay. They lock her up. John tries to prove her innocence. Ginny is like, listen, that's her. Let's move on. And then she tells a story about how they made an example where she used to live. When it first, when the war, when the zombie apocalypse first happened, where some guy killed somebody over food, and they strung him up, and they played music, and the, his body was ripped to shreds. Nothing but bone left. I don't want that to happen here. Well, we find out later that's exactly what happened there. So John decides he's going to give up everything. He talks to the rabbi and says, "Look, I'm going to save her. I'm going to help her escape. I don't care what happens to me. She's innocent." Now, if you remember. In the trailer for Fear the Walking Dead for this season, they showed a woman in a silhouette with long hair in a jail cell and John looking over her. We talked about it, that they were trying to make us think that was Madison. Hmm. You were here Not for that. Not Madison. Right. You were here for that. We talked about it. Yeah, and I was here for that. So just a little reminder, that's not Madison. Another tease that, uh, that they're trying to make you think maybe Madison was in jail and that's where she's been all this time. It was trailer not, guy's trying to get tricky. That's correct. Oh, I have, yeah, tra- trailer guy. I got some issues with trailer guy. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about trailer guy in a minute. So, um, before he can help her, she gets, she gets, uh, he goes to, to help her at the, at the jail cell and give up his life. Uh, oh, before that, I'm sorry, bouncing around. She confesses to Ginny. She said she yeah, did why? it. What the hell? She did it. <laughs> she was mad at him. He was going to leave. Uh, whatever she said. And that's why she killed him. She's clearly lying. She's agreeing to this. So I started thinking, why would she confess? Right? Why would she confess to a crime 
she didn't commit. So they're going to. They say they're going to uh, give her punishment the next day. John goes to rescue her at night, and she's not in her jail cell. Oof. They've moved up the execution. The punishment. He goes out in the woods, and there's a radio on a tree limb, a boombox. It's playing music. And he sees walkers eating what looks like it was the bottom half of a person. And then he finds the top half of the person. And it's Janice with her insides hanging out. Uh, And they put a gag in her mouth so she couldn't scream. Uh. And uh, and she's dead. So he shoots the the, uh, radio. He knows that, that Ginny did this. Of course, yeah. And moved it up. Moved it up. And so uh, he's pissed. He finds out that Strand is the reason they moved it up. Because he told Ginny that John was going to try to break her out. Or alluded to it. Yeah. So he and Strand have a fight. He basically beats Strand up. And Strand says, hey man, I did it to protect you. I didn't want you to go down also. So Ginny who probably has an inkling that although John is a great guy and loyal, because in his, she says to him, I read all your love letters. It's clear that you believe in what we're doing. Because in all the letters, she's like, he's like, I kind of like my life. I miss yeah, you. Yeah, he was happy there. I miss you, but I kind of like my life. She starts quoting. She read his letters. Creepy. She said, AF. I just want to yeah. let you know, don't be so loyal to Janice. She gave me all of your letters. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. So, uh... So Janice is dead, and he, she makes a point of giving him a key and promoting him in front of the whole town that he's a hero, right? Yep. And does I thought she was going to whisper, like, stay in line. Oh, my God. I thought the same thing. When she leaned in, I thought she's going to say something like, you ever pull a stuff right, like that again? Right, da, But da, instead, da, da, da. she was like, hey, this is going to open up a lot of doors for you. This is a yeah. big deal. And... Uh, he had mentioned, by the way, he had a rotten tooth. Oh, my God. He couldn't ew. eat the candy. And he gave the yeah. candy to Dakota because he had a rotted out tooth. Yes. Okay. At some point, he... Okay, I'll, I'll jump I, I actually... Do you know what I did? When I saw what he was going to do, I muted the show and then I put my hand up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't look at that or I can't okay. hear the sound. My so what, God, what Jamie's talking about is... Well, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to jump ahead because the reason I... I'll, okay. I'll, okay. So he wakes up in the morning and he opens the door and June is there. June was transferred to Lawton so they could be together. I was shocked. This, if you haven't figured out, was a bribe. It was a reward to John for falling in line, for keeping his mouth shut. Yep. Right? Like, don't investigate any further. I'm giving you June back. Just be a good boy. (laughs) Be a good boy and be quiet. But rather than be excited that June is there, he knows it's that, he, that it's a bribe. Because his morals are more important to him than June. And so... And that's true. Yeah. So, um, that's going to be interesting because you know he's going to try to find the murderer. You know he is. <laughs> he's not going to stop. We know the murderer is someone who, who has access oh. to the weapons because John, John... By the way, John dug up the body. And, oh my God, right, yeah. Right, Cameron's body. And, and, and it was, a, of course, a piece of the handle of the knife. Knife weapon number thirty-eight, I believe. And so, then they went to the knife and armory place. Right, the knife's that, missing. That knife was checked out. Right, so the knife can only unless someone who leaves there, like Ginny, took the knife and threw it in the woods. Anyone else can either bury it somewhere or throw it as far as they could throw it outside the grounds. Yeah, I would think it'd be easy to bury. 
You would think so. They, they live in a dirt town. Belly, they live in a dirt town that's easy to bury. Okay. By the way, Morgan now has the dog. He has the bounty hunter's dog. Rufus? Rufus, yeah. Okay. So uh, John and Ginny... So John decides to pull his own tooth out with pliers. <gasps> Meanwhile, he's got a nurse. June is there. She's a nurse. She could have had like... Some kind of numbing cream or antiseptic or something painkiller right? knocked me out. Well, done the surgery. <laughs> he pulls it out himself. I think. Uh-huh. I think he pulled it out himself because he wanted to be in pain. He wanted to punish himself to oh. take his mind off the misery of Janice basically dying. I think Janice, by the way, confessed because she said, "I have nobody left in my life." She knew Ginny was going to railroad her one way or another. She gave she, up. She didn't want John to go down that way. And my guess is Ginny said to her. You confess, and I'm going to give June back to John. I think she told her. Oh, wow. That's my theory. I think she said, Interesting. do the right thing. You're going to die anyway. I don't care if you did it or not. You need to confess. And huh. I think that's why she did it. That, yeah, that could be. That makes sense. That's a very sweet friend. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Wrapping this up, Morgan is driving in a truck with Rufus. Right? Yep. Out of nowhere, ultimate side impact bullshit. Really intense side impact bullshit. <laughs> okay. So, side impact bullshit. The other car, everyone's dazed. Even though Morgan's the one that got hit. He's fine. The dog who wasn't wearing a seatbelt, he's fine. Somehow. Do you know what my first thought was, oh my god, that dog better be okay. <laughs> yeah, the dog should be dead. Morgan gets out. These guys are dazed at first. But not injured. One guy gets out. He's like, I want the key. Morgan's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because he really didn't know what he was talking about. And he didn't know how these guys would know about his key. Yeah, exactly. Like, who are you guys? Then the other guy gets out. They have knives on him. And he's like, I don't want to hurt you. They're like, you're not going to hurt us. They're like, dude, this is Morgan. He's got an axe and a stick. (laughs) You're dead. So... He kills them both pretty quickly. Opens up their abdomen, one of them. Oh my god, that was sick. <laughs> now, I thought maybe these guys would play some kind of role in the show, but they're dead. So we don't know uh, who hired them, or why they're spray-painting the end as the beginning. But here's why it's ultimate side impact bullshit. In previous side impacts, like when Daryl got side impacted with the speakers on the truck, Oh yeah. they at least could hear the speakers, Right? You could hear, and you knew Daryl was in the truck. So maybe you got in a vehicle specifically to ram him. The school bus hit him, right? Yeah. When, uh, was it Rick who side-impacted Negan's car? That was bullshit, but there was a caravan, so the odds of him hitting somebody were decent. Somebody. These guys don't know who Morgan is. They don't know he has the key. They don't know he's in a truck. They don't know where he is. Morgan doesn't know where he is. It's not like Morgan drives the same road every day. No, or the same truck. He, like, took it. <laughs> right. So these guys randomly side impact a random car, but yet know he's got the key. I don't know how How in the hell they know that. All of it is bullshit. The whole scene <laughs> no. is bullshit. There is no way that this could have happened. And where did they come from? There's I no. Mean, there's no side alleyway. No, there wasn't. So he's driving down a a dirt road, and all of a sudden, they come out of nowhere and side impact him? Why wouldn't they at least pull him over? Like, why wouldn't you just, uh, hey, hey, guy, we need your help. Or, hey, our car broke down. 
side impact bullshit is again lazy, lazy writing. Oh. The odds that they would have found him and then did that are just no. It's a, they, and they don't know him. They wasn't like they saw a picture of him. Yeah, exactly. Even if Ginny said, "Go get Morgan," they had maybe Ginny assumed Morgan had the key because she knows he killed the bounty hunter. How would you find him? Were they driving around the Lawton area? She doesn't know he's in Lawton. So I don't know how they found him. Maybe they thought he had the key because he killed him. I'll give you that. Right? But how did yeah. they find him and how did they side impact him? How do you time that? Not possible. Okay. Scenes from next episode. A bunch of guys in masks kidnapped Dwight and, and uh, Alf, um, Sherry. But then they realize that they're on the same side and they try to, from the trailer we saw this, they ride horses and they try to steal the SWAT van back so they can overthrow Ginny. Okay? Mm-hmm. The guy in the mask, one of them, is Raleigh. Who's Raleigh? Raleigh's the guy who was going to kill Dwight in the truck and burn Sherry's letters. And then oh, Dwight, yeah. he worked for um, the guy in the hat. The bad guy from season four, uh, five who wanted the oil. Right? Oh, yeah, that guy. Malcolm, he was a bad what was his man. name? Whatever his name uh, was. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. So, uh, oh, you know, I have it here. Oh, Logan. It was Logan with the guy in the hat. He was oh, working for yes, Logan, Logan, right? And Dwight, Dwight beats him in a fight, and he says, when you walk out of these woods, you're going to have a choice to make. You can go on being an asshole, or you can, figure out so, you can figure out someone else to be. Now, if you remember, Logan's group was all shot to death by Ginny. But yeah. Raleigh wasn't Ooh. killed because he was left out in the woods. Yes. So Dwight saves his life, basically. He does. So Raleigh is now part of this group that is going to try to overthrow the SWAT van and get it back for, for Al, and then maybe they can use it as a Trojan horse and drive in and, 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 and try to rescue people. Although it's way too early in the season to rescue anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, that uh, did we leave anything out? I know I jumped around a lot, but that's... Man, I, I think I'm, I, I'm impressed. Okay. I think you got it. Best season of Fear so far. Looking forward to episode five. Totally agree. Should be good. Um, I'm going to come back uh, after a quick break, and we're going to just do a, a very quick recap of, okay. uh, of World Beyond, <laughs> because uh, we got to wrap this thing up, okay? All right, we'll be right back right after this. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. We're back with season two of the podcast, which means more opportunities to glow up and become a more responsible and better adult, one life lesson at a time. And let me just tell you, this show is just as much for us as it is for you. So let's figure this stuff out together. This season, we're going to talk about whether or not we're financially and emotionally ready for dog ownership. We're going to figure out the benefits of a high yield savings account. And 
what exactly are the duties of being a member of the wedding party? All that plus so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. Sixteenth Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take the dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. The world beyond. Okay. Okay. So a huge community called Monument. Uh, everything's great. They live behind the walls. It's It seems normal. They're, they all have food and clothing and they're growing stuff. And there's what, nine, ten thousand people living there? I think about, yeah, about 10,000, I think. Yeah. Uh, two girls who are sisters. By the way, we find out why they're sisters. I think we did a review. I think we talked about this in the last. I think we episode. did just the first episode. Yeah, that, and it turns out that they're they were both adopted. We learned yes, that they were. In, in one of the episodes. Uh, I'm episode glad four. they explained that because I was confused. Why waiting? Why are you waiting four episodes? Uh, yeah, just tell us. All right, they're both adopted. He loves them both equally. Yada 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 yada. Okay, so CRM wipes them all out, kills everybody except the girls and their two friends. That's episode one. We talked about the tire fire. Did we talk about tire fire, the bog? I think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. We Maybe we did. <laughs> They're all blending together. Yeah, so, so, so the bog, which was a blaze of glory. Remember yes. Al had the tapes called the bog? Oh, yeah. Right, so there's people think that's crossover. They go through the tires. That's bullshit. They basically survive things. They have no... Oh, we did. We talked about this. They have no idea how to kill anybody. They survive things that they should not have survived. They have no idea to kill yeah. walkers. Yet Felix trained them. They, they, oh, it's terrible. Okay. They don't have a clue. They go to the school, and there's a wolf. The wolf is killing people. And yeah, that was weird. Here's the bottom line. The only thing that was cool for me, for my money, was when they when they show CRM in, in the clip at the end of the third episode, whatever it was, fourth episode, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Third episode, yeah. And they show, they're doing experiments on on people that they deliberately had bitten in the abdomen. They all have walker bites. It was like when Jadis was trying to get Negan bitten. Yes. They want freshly killed or freshly turned, and then they experiment on them. Oh. And so all of the people that were experimented on, they have numbers above their head that start with A. So that's what A means, that you're going to be experimented on. You're probably the leader type. Oh, my God. Or you're an enemy of the group, right? Yeah. There's someone that they want to kill that isn't going to be helpful as a worker. I think I think the bees, the bees are people they want to put to work that can be useful. I think that's what that is, the A and the B thing. When she says to Father Morgan, I, I thought you were a B, but you're an A, 
I think that meant I thought you were a B, I could trust you. But you're clearly an A, meaning maybe A for adversary. Or you're a test subject. So now I can't trust you, I'm going to have to kill you. I'm going to kill you now, yeah. And she saves Rick by saying Rick is a B. Actually, I thought I had an A, but he's a B. He's a B, meaning don't kill him. Don't test on him. He could be useful to us. So I think she saves him by saying he's a B. I think that's basically the mystery of the A and the B. I think so, too. The A are the alphas, the leaders, who they want to kill. Like when Gabriel stepped up as a leader, I think she's like, oh, you're an A. Negan was clearly an A. I mean, it could be A for asshole also because of Negan. (laughs) But, oh, you're right? I'm glad. Sorry, I just dropped my water glass. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I think, so A is, so did you notice, so they were testing on people. There's a woman eating a sandwich and, and they're testing these subjects. And by the way, this is clearly why Rick can't get out of there. We'll get to that in a minute. So uh, we also skipped over the Elizabeth scene. One of the guys who killed everybody at one of the soldiers goes to Elizabeth's room, her, her apartment, and says, I don't feel good about this. We're doing the wrong thing. Uh, we should not be killing people. And she says, we've got 200,000 people living here. We've got food and medicine and technology. I can't risk it. They were a threat. Now, we have no idea why a family of peaceful people were a threat, but she, she said they're a threat. And then she has his ass hauled off probably to prison. Because he had the audacity. Odd- you, you had to know. He had to have known that was going to happen. Yeah, dumbass is like, I can go to her. She's evil, yeah, no, but I'm sure I can trust her. She just showed off her fancy blenders and turned on right. all her electronics. By the way, a lot of people were upset because she is um, British. And it was yeah, uh, the Union Jack on the wall. And it was the backside of the Union Jack. And so they were thinking, wouldn't, wouldn't, pe- wouldn't she notice as a British subject that the flag was backwards? It was the back of the flag. Some people thought it was upside down or backwards. It was the back of the flag. Although oh, the wow. Union Jack looks like you could flip it upside down. Yes. You can't because two of the stripes are slightly different at the top. And they have to be in a certain way where the flagpole's on one side. And because the flagpole was on, it was on the wrong side, it was actually flipped front to back. So people are like, oh, that's bullshit. Why didn't she recognize that? So that's <laughs> set design bullshit. Anyway, that guy got hauled uh, off. Back to the scene in the, in the laboratory. The woman was like eating a sandwich, like, oh, send in another subject. She didn't give a shit that these people were dead. But they, I know. She's just like, let me just eat my turkey sandwich in peace, goddammit. Yeah, but, they, <laughs> but they, used, they used an old TV trick where you, you use hair or a scar to let you know that it's the person you think it is. So the patient, formerly known as Dr. Whatever, had red hair. And then you see a picture on her desk of four people. Her. Oh, and Dr. Leo Bennett was in there. Right, the girl's father. Yes. Some guy on the left and red-headed doctor guy. Yes. So either they killed him because he turned or he, he did he, some reason he, or he died on his own. My guess is he, he didn't want to follow the program. And so this is a friend of hers. And she's like, eh, meet my sandwich. He's dead. Yeah, I'm just letting you have my sandwich in peace. <laughs> so this would explain why Rick doesn't go home. Because either either he's working on these test subjects, right, helping yeah. out, or he's part of the military now, and if you dissent, they throw you in jail. Oh, man, yeah. So yeah, he clearly can't just leave. Sense. They have to no, explain why he clearly can't leave. Now, we don't know where yeah. CRM is located. We thought it was Philly, but we don't know yet where it is. We don't know where that's located, right? Um, well, they did. she did say New York, remember? Well, that's where the father's located. But we don't know if she's yeah. in the same place as the father. I, I, did, I wasn't sure about that because the dad was on the desk. So I thought, is the dad there? I wasn't really sure. 
So overall, I haven't watched the latest episode yet. I just haven't been motivated. I will say AMC Premiere used to show The Walking Dead available as of Friday. Like you could watch it early. World Beyond available on Friday. Yes, Fear? <laughs> Fear isn't available till Sunday morning. I'm sorry. I'm watching football. No. I'm watching football. Really? Yeah, I'm watching football. I'm not watching Fear the Walking Dead at noon on Sunday <laughs> or 1 o'clock when the games start. Yeah, No, exactly. I got to watch fantasy football shows before kickoff. I have no time to watch Fear. At least I give it to me on Saturday. That. Give it to me Saturday. That's what they should do. I guess they don't want spoilers. But but, you, but Walking Dead can be on Fridays, but Fear can't be until Sunday? I F- wish it was on Saturday. FU uh, AMC <laughs> premiere. That we pay for. All right. I hope World Beyond gets better. I know we jumped over a lot of stuff about character development and uh, whether or not Althea and the Bog are somehow tied to their tape, whatever. So, bottom line is, I don't love it right now, but yeah. hopefully it gets darker and, and whatever. So, uh, with that said, I'm completely out of breath. Yeah, and, uh, we, we, we talked about eight episodes, yeah, and a lot of news. Yeah, I'm winded. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, with that said, I'm going to watch the next two episodes of World Beyond. Hopefully it gets better and darker and more like a Walking Dead show and, and less like, uh, you know... CW Riverdale. Girls, Riverdale, yeah. I can't take <laughs> it. One, one Tree Hill. I can't take it. Cheetah Girls. can't take it anymore. All right. Jamie, I'm out of breath. It is definitely time. What time is it? It is it's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Grown Up Stuff. Grown Up Stuff. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously, and that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.